Welcome to the Pergo Podcast. This is Jerry Pitney, and today I'm joined by Brock and Loran Atwell with the Flower Shop Network and Atwell Media. Guys, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thank I know you, that you have been longing to come on this podcast, and so uh, I'm glad you finally get a chance to sit down and, and we get to hear a little bit about kind of how the Flower uh, the Flower Network got started. So. I know that you guys are, are owners, um, and that's pretty much all I know. I don't know any of the the backstory, so I would love to start there. Just tell me a little bit about kind of yourselves and and how you got to where you are today. Whoever wants to start that out, <laughs> that's the problem with having two people on here. Yeah, that's like, exactly you know, right. like who, do, who do we start with? Yeah. Um, well, you know, again, thanks for having us on here and and for the podcast that you do mm-hmm. here. I think it's really great for Paragold. Um, you know, Lorraine and I, uh, we uh, met through a blind date, mm-hmm. and uh, we, uh, I was working at Nucor, and uh, she was working at Redbook mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. And Redbook uh, Florist Services. Redbook yeah. Florist Services. That eventually became Teleflora, is that right? Yes, Tele- Teleflora mm-hmm. purchased them, and she was uh, part of that transition. A lot of people in Paragold are probably familiar with that, and uh, a lot of people, you know, had to take different jobs yes. because whenever yeah. there's a buyout like that. And yep. so she started a flower shop, right? Right. Adams Florist. Adams Florist yeah, Adams here in town. When was it? When was the blind date? What year? 92. 1992. Was That's it what love I was at first sight? Absolutely. I knew you were. Thanks for letting her go. <laughs> so I will tell you something funny about that. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, just a few years older than him. And um, the young lady that worked for me trying to fix this up, she said, oh, I've got this family friend. I was raised with him. You know, you'd really, really like him. And I'm like, no, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> He's and, a real uh, nice guy. Yeah. yeah. And so finally I said, okay, he can call me. So at that time, you know, you didn't have the internet and that kind of thing. You had 800 numbers. Mm-hmm. So he calls me at work on the 800 number, and we chit-chat a minute, and I agree to meet him. Um, but he said, you know, I've never called a a girl on an 800 number before. And I said, that's okay. I take credit cards. Oh, <laughs> so that pretty, that's pretty that, much set the tone right, for yeah, our yeah. relationship. You knew what you were getting into then. <laughs> oh, boy. Where'd y'all go? Dan's Duck in? What'd y'all do? I uh, remember the candlelight. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the place, uh, was course. it not? It is. It's the per- first place I ever had rooster fries. That's what I was about to say. Oh, rooster fries. First rooster time fries over there? Only time well, I've ever had it. Yeah. I was Where actually, do you find those anymore? I don't know. I don't know. But I was with Block Insurance. I was 16, <laughs> okay. and those poor people put up with me. Will Brewer, I don't know if you know him, used to drop me off at uh, MF Block because I, no, I was 15 because he was driving. He would drop me off, and I would just file stuff for like two or three hours after school, and they took us there for Christmas, and I had rooster fries. So candlelight, man. I know where that's at. Right. So in y'all, fact, we went to the restaurant the other day. To, I forget the name of the new restaurant. It's like a breakfast pretty good. point. Yeah, it was pretty good. Though. Is it really? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, we had, ate there the other day, just partly because that's where we'd met, and it'd been closed for a lot of time. Does so, it look the same? Uh, very similar. Wow. Very similar. memories. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So but you do what you can to re- keep the keep the fires burning. <laughs> 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 Nothing <laughs> like a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Good. So, 92, y'all go on a blind date. Uh, pick me up from there. Uh, anyway, um, I was trying to rush through it a little bit quicker than that. But um, she started, you know, she, I was working at Nucor, and she st- had uh, started uh, mm-hmm. Adams Florist. And uh, I uh, wound up building homes around uh, here so we could be closer together. Hmm. And then... Uh, so you left Nucor and started building homes? Yes, construction. Uh, just Had you spec done that homes. before? No. 
No. Well, how did that happen? <laughs> uh, it was just a leap of faith. We wow. just, we just. Did you grow up with like a dad who worked with his hands or what? Um, I grew up on a farm in Missouri. Oh, okay. I'm from Kennett originally. Okay. So then you knew all that stuff then. Well, I, I knew how to, I knew how, to how to do it. And, and, you know, again, I was, I was doing the things that I wasn't building the home. I was managing the building of the home. Yeah, and then okay. I was handling all the things that you couldn't hire somebody to do. What were you doing at Nucor? I was in sales. I was there for six years. Okay. So the they have a sheet mill and a steel mill that builds steel beams, and I was selling beams across so the that's country. Per, so you went from sales basically being a contractor, right? Okay, right. that's quite a bit different, right? <laughs> it was a, it was a big shift, but it was time. Okay, and so I wanted to, I'd gotten tired of driving that. You know, that was a forty five minute to an hour drive. Were you living in Paragold at the time? And when we met, I lived in Blyville. Okay, but then Blyville. we got married, and I yep. lived here and did another couple of years. And okay, that was some, I had to do something different, so and that, you, that appealed to me, and and. Uh, Okay. We moved on from there. But anyway, we went, we were, we had Adams Florist and we were going, there's a thing in Dallas called the Dallas market. If you own a gift shop or a flower shop or whatever, you go down there and pick out your gifts or whatever you're going to stock and inventory to sell. And we were driving down there and this is 98, probably 97, somewhere in there. And, uh, we had, uh, you know, this internet things coming on, Mm -hmm. we should really you know, try to utilize my background with sales and marketing and hers was in the floral industry with, uh, with accounting. She's an accountant and, uh, we're just, you know, why don't we do some sort of directory of florists across the United States, which is very similar how Red Book started out, mm-hmm. except in those days they didn't have the internet. They just had a big book that. You so know. explain that in layman's terms for those people who are listening to this that are not at all familiar with what you're talking about. Okay. So. If I can just go back a little bit, you know, Redbook mm-hmm. was owned by Fred and Martha Jean Swindle. Mm-hmm. And Fred started out in the floral industry selling National Florist Directory. And that was back before internet. I mean, you did have phones, but he would travel across the country and sign florists up to be a part of this directory. So if a florist, let's just say a florist in Paragool, you walk in and, and need to send something to a friend in Dallas, Texas, you would place that order with the florist here, and they would have sent it to a florist in dallas to Mm -hmm. fill so that's just the simplistic terms of it sure and um you know the wire services like ftd and teleflora fulfill that as well but back then mr swindle was just doing a directory so a lot of florists would just use that directory find a florist in dallas call them see if they would handle the order and they would work out the financial arrangements uh between themselves but then uh, Mr. Swindle ended up buying that company, National Florist Directory, mm-hmm. and then he started Redbook Florist Services, which is more of a traditional wire service, like a Teleflora FTD business model. Yeah. And um, then I started to work for them in 1985. Okay. And, and if I understood, and I've heard this from Bill, uh, Teleflora basically bought out Redbook because of the software, right? Like that yes, was the, the big technology. deal back then. Through the years, we really um, um, upped our technology game and um, uh, bought a couple of, of point-of-sale systems that Florist ran their businesses off of. And, um, yes, I think that was a big interest for Teleflora. Okay, so you're company. totally in that world, enough to where you understand the game, you know how it works, mm-hmm. you get the business aspect of it, mm-hmm. and but you're at Adams Florist at the time. You'd started mm-hmm. that. You're contracting while she's at Adams Florist, right? So was the plan just keep going along? Like, as is, you're going to keep doing the contracting work and keep doing your thing? Like, at what point did you start saying, okay, hang on a second, the wheels start turning? We were starving to death. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do those buffets. We were, we were trading money, you know. Yeah. We were 
putting money out to buy goods and services or mm-hmm. to build a house and bringing it back in, but we weren't really making any personal headway. So who had the idea of the Flower Shop Network originally? I, I feel like we were brainstorming down the road. Yeah. And it was just, we've got to think of, I think I was pressing hard about, we've got to think about something to do with the internet. This just seems like something that's going to be a big thing. And then she was like, well, why don't we do a directory? Because that was the, I mean, it's it's not a new concept. Yes, it's what you had been doing. Yeah, it just used to be printed in a big directory that looked like a Memphis, an old Memphis phone book, Uh, you know, three inches thick. And I don't know that anybody was doing that at the time Mm -hmm. on the internet. No, they weren't. Really? Yeah, because you had the established people, FTD and Teleflora, who, you know, they liked the way they were doing things. It was profitable. Wow. So, you know, I think they were probably looking at it, but kind of like, like you see magazines and that sort of thing, they weren't taking the internet seriously, right? So why were you? Like, are you having well, any we were background desperate. in the We IT? were starving. Yeah. So were you just like looking and, and like thinking like, okay, where, what could we do? How could we make extra money? And you're mm-hmm. like, I really think the internet, it's going to catch on. So I think it's a big deal. It's right. that kind of conversation. It was that kind of conversation. And she was like, well, my experience, why don't we put a directory on the internet? So here's and that a, was the best thing we came up with. And it was a great thing. Well, that is a great idea. But like a lot of people have great ideas. Right. And so it's like, how did you then move from we're going to put a directory on the Internet to actually being able to do that? We how did that happen? It's just, a blur. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've always laughed and said if we knew what we knew now, we probably wouldn't have had the courage to do it. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we had we were, nothing to lose. We were determined time, right? and um, we just started pulling things together. We found um, a firm in Jonesboro that would do the um, the technology part of it, do the development. Because neither one of us are really yeah, – te- we understand how computers work. But so you not. found someone that you could go to and say, here's what we want to do. Right. right. We drew you out the build specs. build a software. Right. And it was very rudimentary, that. but it was so 1999. <laughs> you know, yeah. it really was. It, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, literally, to look right. at it, we've got – you know, you can go back and look at old versions of it. And it was, you know, very crude. Wow. But everybody's was crude at that time, right? It was the wild, wild west in the internet, really. So you're doing all your groundwork, trying to build out this uh, software and, I guess, business plan. What did you envision that would be at the time? So what, let me ask you this. When was it started, like, officially? Launched. 2000, spring of 2000. Spring of 2000. Mm-hmm. And where were you all at at that time? Like where We was were in, you know, my brothers have uh-huh. Adam's yep. Nursery, and, and our flower shop was part of that building we had added on so to that their building. The, yeah. And that's where we started is in the loft ah, of the flower shop. Okay. And one of the first things we did when we decided to do this was um, contact a, a business associate that I'd worked with for a long, long time. And she's been with us since day one is Cindy Pritchard. And, you know, you can have a great product, but if you don't have a great sales organization, it, it's not going to matter. You've got to have people that can sell. And I know Cindy, for years at Redbook, she had managed a sales team. I'm interested because you said you knew she could sell, used to be in sales. What makes someone good at sales? Silence fell over the land. Um, I thought you were going to say, like, you got to be willing to embrace the silence. <laughs> that, was, that was the lesson you were teaching me. I don't know. That's a question I wasn't expecting. Um, I don't know. It, you know, you just you either have, have it or be, you don't, and then that can be cultivated. I think you have to be passionate, mm-hmm. and I think you have to, be, in, in you have our to believe case, in the product, and you have to believe in the product. Uh, I don't. I think a good salesperson has trouble selling something they don't believe in. A hundred percent. We spend a lot. It seems like we spend a lot of time, you know, helping them to believe in that at mm-hmm. the time yeah. and showing them how that worked because it was new. Co- they were selling something that hadn't been sold before, and it's basically 
just like an old Yellow Pages or something. Some of the younger folks here may not know what Yellow Pages are, right. but, but you're basically selling a Yellow Page ad, but it was going to be on the internet. And that was a hard concept. for Especially some, when people are like, I don't know about this internet thing. Yeah, it's, it's never going to make it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And Look early, at us and now. So it was a lot of blue sky. And, and a lot, stuff and a lot early on, we didn't realize how few people really had computers, even in their stores. You know, you know you're selling to a lot of, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them, a good portion of that industry is uh, somebody that's been in it for a long time and they've always been doing it that way and they didn't have a computer in their, in their building. So, uh, but you know, what we were able to start proving to them though, you know, the great thing about the internet as opposed to print or something else like that, we could show that people were clicking on that and then, you know, and moving forward Mm -hmm. with it. And, uh, that was part of us really became part of my job is selling the salespeople on, but look how many hits they're getting or how many visits they're getting and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Help motivate. Did it take off immediately or was there like a season where you're like, what? Yeah. A whole bunch of those. <laughs> there were several years there starting out that. But we was, were in it, and you know, and at that point we had to make it work. We 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 had uh, hired some people, hired some people, and drawed some money. Drawed some money. Our first building when we moved out of the the upstairs of the flower shop was probably the summer of two thousand, and we um, rented the old data processing building where CVS sits now. Mm. A lot of people call it the old Bowers building. Mm. Used to be a data processing um, yeah. office for banks. Yeah, um, we rented that building, and had probably by the end of that year, we probably had what seven or eight employees, mainly in just sales. How many employees y'all have now? Between all the companies, right around a hundred. That varies. <laughs> okay, yeah. what point did the flower shop network begin to feel like it went from being this infant to like a child to like okay, now this is like a this thing's it's stable. I think uh, some things happened along the way to, that got us to that point. And, you know, <laughs> we were struggling a little bit, you know, in the beginning. But uh, we doubled down because not only was there a directory that we talked about, but we had a lot of florists say, well, I would like a website. Mm. Well, so so we started building websites. And through the websites, you needed a mechanism. The florists weren't going to sit there and watch their website. They needed a mechanism by which they would receive that order. So we basically monitored the web. At that time, they didn't have computers in their office and that sort of thing. So we would basically monitor those websites and call them with the order. Seems Mm. archaic, but that was the step you had to take. Sure. And then from there, we started to get back into things that were more wire. So we've never considered ourselves a wire service, but Teleflora and FTD are wire services. Redbit was also. So we had this mechanism to deliver website orders. But now it gave us a, we- a mechanism by which to transfer orders florist to florist. Okay. So that gets back to what Fred Swindle, which, who's a mentor of ours, mm. uh, Fred and Martha Jean both. Um, so sorry to lose him this mm-hmm. past year. Um, but anyway, now we have this mechanism that not only can we notify florist that they have a website order, we can notify florist that a florist in Paragould or placed an order to be sent to Dallas and we would transfer that order from one florist to the other. Mm. Wow. So, so all of that kind of came about when we started to get traction, I would think. And that happened pretty quick, you know, as we started developing okay. uh, florists that had joined the network. Yeah. You know, they started saying, well, can you do this? Can you do that? Because there was ne- obviously needs out there, and we were... Y'all were just getting out in front, I guess. That's, that's the big part of it. I, I call that 
catching a wave. I've, have you ever tried to surf? Never have. I've always wanted to surf. I always yeah. wanted to do that. And I went out to California or someplace where we were trying to surf. That is the hardest thing to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think of. I never successfully did it. and but But I think we can all understand that when you're surfing, and I don't surf, but when you're surfing, you either you're too soon on in front of the wave, or you're too soon behind the wave. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we were at the right place, the right time, everything. We caught that internet wave, and I don't think we could start it today. If we had to start it today, sure. If we'd started it two years earlier, it probably wouldn't work either. Yeah, that's, we, the we, timing's we, huge. You know, I was thinking because I know you said y'all you're into gardening. Uh, about two years ago, I was on a three month sabbatical and. Uh, my family, my wife and I and our kids, we decided to do a 30 by 100 foot garden. And uh, then we were going to just create a market garden. So we kind of started a little business and decided for those three months we were going to sell. And what I learned is if you're going to to make good money at the farmer's market, you've got to start early. You've got to start. So we had a greenhouse and all that kind of stuff. We started so that we could be the first one there with tomatoes. We could be the first one with the okra, like the first ones there. Because if you're the last ones there, people's like, I've, I'm okra'd out. I'm tomato out. It sounds like that's, I'm equating it to what you guys right. did as you were the first of the market. Right. I mean, literally. And this, there, and there's been people that's come since, but they're struggling to, to catch up, I think. And so, At Will Media? At Will Media that- was another thing that just came to us from customer demand. So, and we what were is building. At Will Media exactly? I'm okay. not even sure what it is exactly. Well, um, so we had Flower Shop Network, okay. and we're building websites for them. Yes. And then, you know, we kind of got dove deep into what we really do. But, you know, it seems like when we meet somebody at a restaurant or something, well, what do you guys do? Well, I'm not going to take 10 minutes to explain because <laughs> it's a little more complex than if I was a plumber or, yeah. you know, sure. you know what I'm, sure. I'm doing. Um, but they, we would just tell people, well, we build websites for florists and leave it at that. Well, somebody would go, oh, well, that's great. Uh, my, my husband's a dentist. And he needs a website. Will you build one for us? No, we're really, you know, we're, we're around flower shops and that sort of thing. Or somebody would say, my husband has a tow truck service. Can you build a website for him? We're really, after years of turning down business like that, we said, we need to probably do a spinoff company that just develops basic websites, you know, uh, for, for people. And, uh, We've been doing, I can't remember when we started. 2014. 2000. She's my number. She's an accountant, yeah, so she's my number person. person. Um, but uh, we started that, and uh, and we've, I think we're, how many members are we? How many websites do we have out there? Is it 3,000? Not that many, is it? No, that's that's that florals. That's floral websites. 4,000 for florals. Um, wow. About 1,100, I'd say, at One Media customers. Wow. That's incredible. Right. And so. it's all over the United States. Different, you know. It can, it's, we do, we've done churches. You need a website? No, you <laughs> we, done, we, we, we do churches, dentists, lawyers, tow truck companies, construction, excavation, you know, all the, all the, all the other things besides floral. The floral websites, you know, we, we just did a photo shoot this last week. So florists aren't going to send you pictures of their arrangements that are going to be really the right kind of picture <laughs> that will work. So we do a lot of our own. So we provide all that. Well, that doesn't work if you're working for a tow truck driver. And these are a bit more broad, so you really have to mm-hmm. have to. It's a different animal, really. But anyway, Atwa Media, and it's doing real well, and we're proud. And those are the two, right? That's that's your. Um, there's also um, a spinoff of Wedding and Party Network. Wedding and Party Network, mm-hmm. and that just again came from demand. But we're dealing with flower shops, and it turned out that there was a lot of wedding planners or limo drivers. 
DJs, anything that might need. And so we did a directory of that. And then uh, we also do websites F- for that industry. And we do websites for that industry. Right. How Actually, many customers do you have there? Uh, count on my accountant. Mm, I, I think about eight or 900. Jeez. So how many And then there's also, I'm, I'm about to miss one too, FG Market. Mm-hmm. Floral and Gift Market. What Which is, is another spinoff from the floral industry. I totally sold you all short in your introduction. <laughs> well, if we smell money, we're going to go toward it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, FG Market. What is it? It's a wholesale directory. So florist, again, we went to Dallas. We talked about that where we yeah. went to Dallas if you were up in the gift. If you're a retailer, you're looking for a wholesale market where you can go and buy vases or plush dolls okay. or, or gift or items or candles or candles sure. or whatever. So it's a directory of anybody that would sell wholesale to a florist or a gift shop. And then on top of it, we sell, we follow our model of building websites for them. Did y'all, were y'all, um, when you look back at your life, like even as like in childhood teens, like did y'all start stuff back then? Like were y'all self starters? I'll, t- I'll tell you, you yeah, did. She's, she's a, Hustler, absolutely. So like I started. To, I, I I was a twirler. Nobody knows what that is anymore. Like a majorette. <laughs> oh, my wife's a majorette. <laughs> Look at that. So, um, so I was a majorette at Green County Tech and and twirled. And by the time I was fifteen, I was giving lessons and I had little classes at the community center. And yeah, you're fifteen. I did that you all through co- all through college. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna tell you a story real quick. Not to take your limelight away because it, it's great. Um, but a story about me um, that, that really plays a role in my life. Of course, I grew up on a farm in Missouri, mm-hmm. and my dad had a backhoe. And not like one of these nice ones you see now. It's just mm-hmm. an old Ford-type sure. backhoe deal. It's gas and everything. And I was probably 13 or 14, and I wanted a motorcycle so bad. I could, I could just see myself on that motorcycle. And I'd want, he'd had me operating on the farm, this backhoe, cleaning out ditches and that sort of thing. And... Uh, the uh, uh, so one summer he said, "I tell you what, you want that motorcycle? This is my dad. I'm going to give you this backhoe for the summer. It's yours. You anything money you can make with that, you can mm. uh, you can use mm-hmm. to buy a motorcycle." And he said, "But now I'm going to tell you, if it breaks down or whatever, that's uh, also on you. Fuel's on you. Everything's on you. Wow. But whatever the profit is, yeah. that's on you." And I'm 13 or 14. I thought about it for a day or two, and I was like, "Dad, I just you know if that thing breaks down, I'd." Can't repeat it. upside I, down. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> yeah. that I can do that. He said, okay. So apparently uh, he rented it to a neighbor farmer who used it for that summer. And he brought the check and I could have bought three motorcycles. <laughs> uh-huh. And he didn't have to operate it. So wow. I, I've got a real thing about when I see opportunity yes. of some sort. Yes. It's it scarred. That scarred me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're thinking like. What kind of jobs could I do with it? Didn't, probably didn't think about I could rent it out. Yeah, that was easy. I was <laughs> thinking easy. I was going to wow. have to be out yeah. there cleaning, and I'm all summer long going to have to do that. And if it breaks down. And, what a uh, lesson. Lesson learned. <laughs> Jeez. So that drives me. And then um, we're, we're an awesome team. We are. Uh, she, she, we would, neither one of us yeah. would, she could probably more do, likely do this without me, but, but neither one of us could do this without one or the other. What advice would you give to somebody who is interested in a, maybe they've got a dream and they're seeing things? That's a big part of this, by the way. Like you're seeing stuff before the people are seeing it. Maybe there's other people out there that they have whatever you want to call that, that gifting or that just wiring where they're seeing some things or they're dreaming about, oh, I'm about to do this or do that. Any encouragement 
that you would give to that person? Um, well, first of all, you know, a turtle never goes anywhere without sticking his neck out. Mm. So, you know, you've got to be able to stick your neck out to do some of this. And we sure stuck, stuck our neck out on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to be smart about it too. I mean, I mean, we stuck our neck out, but it was things we were kind of familiar with. Yeah. I mean, it's we were as familiar. Risk. We right. were familiar as familiar with the internet as anybody. But she was super familiar with the floral industry. Mm-hmm. She knew people that she had worked with. I mean, it is a huge asset to Flower Shop Network with the background of Red Book and how long the floral industry. There is a tremendous amount of floral expertise in Paragould, Arkansas. Mm. and again, we said we couldn't do this if we'd started it a year or two earlier or today. I don't know that we could have done this if we'd started it anywhere else in the world mm. because mm. because the employees that we have know this business inside and out. They've just been, we've got employees that's been in this industry for 30 years or more, mm. you know, and that's a lot longer than we've been around. There's a lot of uh, variables right. at play. Right. Some of them that were outside of your control. It's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything you would add to that, man? as far as just, I mean, yeah, calculated risk is a big one. And anything that you would say to someone who maybe right now is like, should I pull the trigger? Or should I not do this? What, yeah. Well, I think you have to be willing to um, be realistic. You know, I think a lot of people start a business and don't realize that you're not probably going to get a paycheck, mm. you know, Um I mean, we managed, but it, w- it was tough. Uh, and there was one point, probably, um, it was right after 9-11, because we'd only been in business about a year, oh, that's right. a little over a year, and 9-11 happened. And, you know, gosh, there were a few weeks there when everything seemed like the world was falling apart, and nobody wanted to talk about purchasing anything. Business people didn't know if they were going to still be in business. And it was real scary. And I remember, um, it, very vivid, we were just very discouraged, and... Uh, we just needed an escape, and we went and saw Pearl Harbor. Remember the movie Pearl mm-hmm. Harbor? Oh, yeah, Ben Affleck. Uh-huh, and it was just like an, an escape, and we both walked out of that movie, and we felt better, and Brock has a saying, you know, you swim halfway across the river, you can't turn back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so there was just a lot of determination there. Mm. Determination, passion, perseverance, right? Both of those things. And and, and I'll, we've talked about it all the time, but, you know, we think luck is a, is a thing or karma, whatever you want to call it. You're right, man. And, uh, and it's, you know, I always thought about the trout swimming up the stream, a whole bunch of them make it up the stream, but some of them get fly right into the mouth of the bear and trout wouldn't do anything wrong. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, I I look back at my, an entrepreneur in the sense that we started a church and of course we started the podcast, some of the things we've done along the way. And I was just thinking about this, journaling about it, how most of my life, and I look back at it, it feels like it came to me by accident. And what I meant by that is like, yeah, there's things I had to do, but there's a whole lot of stuff completely outside of my control that even brought me to this point, a conversation with, I've got a friend and let's have a blind date, right? Like you didn't make that happen. Like no. that kind of fell in your lap. And so there's a lot of these kind she, of things. She would say that was forced upon her. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I do just want to add, Jared, and, and we failed to, we've been telling how we got to where we are, but we would not be where we are from starting with day one without people, mm-hmm. without people that joined us. Um, a lot of times, in Cindy's case, she took a leap of faith with us mm-hmm. because she left a job. She'd already left the floral industry at that mm-hmm. point and was working in, in the medical field. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she took a leap of faith and came on board with us. And then everybody that came after, um, 
like I said, we've got employees that have been with us now since day one. So um, a lot of employees, you know, so uh, that once they've come, they've stayed. So they're very much a part of that, of that success. And we consider their success. We can't be successful unless the people that are on our team are successful. 100%. Hey, I have a question on, on that. Just thinking that's over 20 years, right? So are there any things that you do to help cultivate a culture within your company to in order for people to stay that long? Cause that just seems really rare these yeah. days. It's, yeah. you know, kind of the days of people staying 20, 30 years with a company are kind of gone. It's mm-hmm. a good question. I think we just have a good culture there. Um, we like, well, to I'll tra- give it to human resources too. And we treat people the way that we would want to be treated. Yeah. And we always, we're part of a team, you know, yes, we own the place, but we don't, um, we're not dictators. Uh, you know, we do have to make the final decision sometimes, but we have a great management team. Mm. And uh, we've always had a very uh, collaborative way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And I think that contributes a lot to the success. Absolutely. You know, I think one of the big th- problems we have right now is we, we is trying to find that balance of how involved or how much do you stand back and let the good people do the job that they're supposed yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah. And we see a lot of other companies and that sort of thing where the owner just can't absolutely can't let the accountant yeah. count the numbers yes. because they can't do it as good as they can. Yes. But then the owner winds up doing everything yep. and other people are standing around and they don't want to stick. <laughs> yes. It becomes a bad, bad environment to not be able to delegate and let other people, yeah. you know, and I'm sure, you know, finding that perfect balance is a hard thing, you know, because then, then you got you would have people that would say, "Well, you're not involved enough. I need you here more." Yep. So That's you know, a it's very it's a hard balance. it's it's a balance, but you know, you can be there too much too. Yeah. When you figure <laughs> that out, let me know. I mean, I feel that in some of the stuff that I've been able to start, Robert. I don't know if you feel that at all. He started Ohana, and there is a truth to where, like, when you get the vision for it. And you're the one who put in all the blood, sweat, and tears and was there in the lean years. You know how much you care for it. You know you're invested. You know how, how far you swam. And and no one, no one's going to care for it like you do. Nobody's going to care for it like you do. And so it's like it's it's hard at times because you also know that you can't do it all, especially as it begins to grow and that you're going to uh, – Well, it can stifle the whole stifle thing. the whole if, thing. Yeah, bottleneck it, I mean, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, you figure that out. Let me know, or if you figured it out, Robert, <laughs> well, you let me know. I mean, it gets to life in a lot of things. You know, a lot of things we're just working our way through it, right? Uh, 100%. Whether, it's, whether it's managing yes. a company or a household or that's exactly friendship right. or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly you know? right. <laughs> All right, well, that's fantastic. I'd love to move into some rapid-fire questions if you're all ready for it. Uh, we'll start with you, Brock, and then we'll go to the round. Then we'll start with you on the next one, and then go here. That's how we're going to do this, okay? All right, you ready for it? Oh, so question number one. It's for you, Brock. What is either the last show or movie you watched or the last book you read? Well, I watched uh, Avatar last night because oh, I'm hoping. Well, I watched the original last night uh, because I'm wanting to watch the new one. Okay. Uh, I, I like science fiction and really all movies. And I will say that, you know, I, you know, I, I love movie theaters and it's something I've always gone to. And I hope every, I, I'm really thankful for the theater that we have here in Paragould. It's a draw for, it's a good thing for Paragould. It draws from a large area around mm-hmm. and uh, I hope everyone will help continue to support the local theater here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, I'm hoping to go see uh, the new Avatar here soon. And, and I love the first one I and I hadn't it. seen it in years. So I, I yeah. had to catch up a little That's bit. Good. I went and watched <laughs> the, uh, the new one with my wife a couple of weeks ago. 
So it's good. What about you? Last, either movie or show you watched or book you read? Mm, the Glass Onion was probably <gasps> the last. Yeah, Two days ago. a big Glass Onion fan. Yeah. Right? I just I stumbled on it. My yeah. wife found it. Did you like it? I thought it was great. What yeah. did you think, Lorian? Uh, it was good. It wasn't quite as good as the first one, I think. Okay. Which was well, Knives yeah. Out. Knives Out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. My wife was watching it through the day, and I started with her, and I just I couldn't get into it. I really wanted to because a lot of people were really bragging on it. That's how fresh I am. I don't even know what you're talking about, Knives Out. It so, was the first one he did as the character, the one that Daniel Craig did. Oh, okay. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. It was released in theaters. Yeah. Was, Y'all are big movie people. Right. I, I am more than she is. What's your because you are? What's your favorite movie? Well, first of all, I like them all, but I'm you know I'm a Star Wars fan from okay. way back. Yeah. Uh, again, I like a lot of science fiction. I like westerns. I like. I'm not big on the rom coms and stuff. Western. Like that. Amen. <laughs> all right. I really enjoyed. I don't watch. I haven't watched Yellowstone yet. You haven't. No, but I've watched the two prequels uh, up to date. So I'm going to be the only better, person. It don't get any better than 1883. Yeah. So I'm going to be one of the few people that I will watch Yellowstone someday, but in I'm right watch, I'll watch it all in the right chronological order, I guess. Oh, excellent. But, all right. Well, I am going to start with you on this one. What is your favorite band? It could be all time or it just could be right now. Whatever's easier for you. I would say the Eagles. Oh, boy. The most popular. Sure is. Popular it just band keeps in, coming up. in Paragold. You're gonna have to get Jared into it, though he can't. I just don't like him. I really wish I did. Uh, give do, me one song. Who do you song. like? Huh? Who do you like? You wouldn't know him. <laughs> I don't mean that. I, that, that does, I don't mean it's that. It's way is. above anything you would listen. <laughs> I don't mean that the way it sounded. Uh, I, the only person I know who listens to the same music I do is Matthew Miller, and which who? surprises me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he said he lives here in Paragold. Uh, give me one song. From the Eagles, it could change my mind. Don't say Hotel California. That's my least favorite. Okay, good. Oh. Give me one song. Um, Take It Easy. Peaceful, easy feeling. Okay. Yeah, I'll listen to Take Either It Easy. Either one of those. What was the other one? Peaceful? Peaceful, easy feeling. Is that the name of the song? Peaceful. Okay. I don't know. I got a peaceful, easy feeling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I think good. so. Yeah. And I know it won't let me down. Okay, yeah. great. Sounds great. It is great. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, easy listening. Favorite band? And, be the Eagles. The Eagles. Right. Mm-hmm. Did y'all talk about that candlelight? Night. First date? I don't remember. Have y'all been to a concert? Yeah, mm-hmm. we went oh, to yes. the Hell Freezes Over concert at Was the Pyramid. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Eagles. Uh, <laughs> what is... Sorry. I mean, I mean, you uh, cannot deny the statistics. <laughs> the statistics look, don't lie, do 100%. Lot, 100%. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying I don't like them. I, I believe it's because I have an immature palate, like when it comes to oh. music. I'm just settled because everyone that has a good taste in music likes the Eagles, except for me. So I really do want to like them. What is the song? What, give me a song from them. Uh, Life in the Fast Lane. Yeah. I like their older stuff. I will have to say, I like more individual artists, though. You like Mark Knopfler? Who? Mark Knopfler, <laughs> lead singer for Dire Straits. You should listen to his solo stuff. Mark? It's Knopfler. K N O K N O. P-L-E-R. Only part doesn't sound right is the K. Mm-hmm. Mark, I'm going to go ahead and, and pull Lyle him up. Lyle Lovett. We're on... huge Lyle Lovett fans. Oh, that was good. We've yeah. seen him several times in concert. Um, yeah, Mark Knop- Knopfler, mm-hmm. this guy right here. Mm-hmm. Money okay. for Nothing and Chicks are Free. On what Dark it Street. is. His solo stuff's totally mean, different. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'll listen I to like it. John Hyatt. I'm, I'm a big man. I really feel sad that I don't know. I feel embarrassed that I don't know any of these people because I feel like that y'all probably actually have a good taste in music and I don't. 
I think that's what's mm-hmm. probably happening here. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you that I don't like a Bruce Springsteen, and I wish I did. Mm-hmm. I, I watched his, um, he was uh, on Netflix. He did, a, I guess it was, he was on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It made me really, really, really want to like his music. He's an entertainer. God, it was so good. Did y'all, y'all see that? No, I have not seen oh, that. You need to watch and, that one. and I respect him, like the Beatles. I respect them. Yeah. They just they don't turn me on like they used gotcha. to. Yeah. A, cur- <laughs> a current artist that's a favorite of mine is Brandy Carlisle. Yeah, I know Brandy Carlisle. I know of her. So yeah, okay. There's hope. <laughs> I get in a lot of trouble when I ask these music because people will come on here and they'll tell me their favorite artist sometimes, and I'm like, mm, and I don't know, and they'll look at me like, who are you? And I don't know. Y'all wouldn't know my bands either. So, um, all right. What is, Brock, your favorite meal? I like food. There we go. (laughs) If it's in that category, I like it. But anything uh, Mexican or Italian is my most favorite. Okay. And then Loran's just a phenomenal cook. So I don't know how I'm not bigger around in this table, to be honest with you. I'm blessed with a good metabolism, but it's catching up to me really okay what are you, are you gonna eat a certain mexican place around here you have like a go-to or are you talking about like homemade like mexicans i like food okay all right you're not picky <laughs> i'm not picky i mean taco rio we're pretty regulars there come on oh, hey God. taco rio gets a lot of shade for 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 uh, like people at times i feel like we'll kind of throw shade at it and they never have had it right and i'm like you cannot do that if you don't go eat taco rio uh-huh. And it's one what, of my favorite places. Right, absolutely. And and then what was the place we ate at the, yesterday, the, the other day that was good? The new place good? that we're going to give a shout out to is Katrina's Grill. Oh, it's very yeah. good. It's, is it? it's authentic. It's, it's very it's authentic. authentic. I mean, we've, I felt like I was in Colorado. have been Cabo. to South America. And, yeah. Uh-huh. My and, wife and I were having a group over tomorrow night. We were talking about catering from there. And so it's really good. Right. But they're all good, you know. I, I, I like food. Yeah, you say <laughs> they're all good, but that doesn't mean a lot coming from a guy that just says you just like yeah. food. I'm like, whatever. You're, I can't, you're, I you're I can't name care. a bag one. I like them all. <laughs> yeah. But I do like Italian also. Yeah, like pizza, Italian. spaghetti, lasagna. Yeah, we do homemade pizza. I'm starving house. talking to you guys. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Almost done, so hang in there. Favorite food? Uh, I, I'm like him. I like all food. I like, um, I like my beef, and mm. I like... Pork. I don't think I could do. If I had to give up one or the other, I'd probably give up beef before ah, pork. Like oh. pulled pork or rib. I mean, oh, like no, ribs like, or what? Like good pork chops or oh, pork you know, chop. that kind of thing. We had pork chops. Last yeah, night. and okay. I like fish. I do too. Yeah, we love salmon. He makes a great smoked salmon. Do you really? It's delicious. What do you yeah. throw on it? You can't tell me, can you? Um, no, it's uh, what do we? We just do uh, lemon pepper, don't we? Yeah, we do um, olive oil, lemon pepper, mm. and you throw it on it. like a Traeger or something. Um, I've got a thing called a pit barrel. Smoker, it looks like a 55-gallon drum, mm-hmm. but you can buy them. Uh, I think Gasways has them here in town. Um, but uh, you just put charcoal in the bottom of it. Kind of looks like the Weber bullet. Some people see the Weber bullet mm-hmm. if they're into smoking. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, it does a really good job. Of course, we put them on a cedar plank, and you wet the, soak the cedar planks, and sure. it steams them. And uh, we like to cook more than we can eat on those, and then we'll eat eat around for supper that's hot, and then the rest goes on salads or, you know, whatever for a week or two. We, we love leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> There's people out there that, that don't like leftovers. Oh, that's so. good, yeah. Some of it's better <laughs> the yeah. next day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Lorraine, what is on your nightstand right now? Mm, box of Kleenex and um, magazines, probably, and quilting books. Okay. Didn't know you were into quilting. I quilt. Very good. 
right? What's on your nightstand? A Lorana tell you, I'm a neat fleet freak, so my my nightstand is perfectly Clean. clear. A lamp. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's shaking her head. Like, no, <laughs> no um, I'm bad about throwing things on any kind of flat surface. So there's really no telling what what is there. Just a bunch of random objects. Just a random objects. Uh, a clock. There you go. <laughs> I'm big on having a clock. Got to be a red clock where I can see what, mm-hmm. see what time it is. Was it J.D. Stevenson that misunderstood me and he said he had a flat screen TV on it? <laughs> we were like, God, how, how big is your nightstand? big TV. You just watching it sideways. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could mount it vertically, couldn't you? Turn it I, guess I guess so. I was like, okay, wow. Okay. I don't think he understood. Yeah. I can't remember who it was now. Uh, give us a snapshot, Brock. Give us a snapshot of an ordinary moment in your life that brings you great joy. Well, I'd have to say right now, uh, you know, we have a grandson, so uh, mm. he it, it, he brings great joy into our lives. Mm. Um, yeah. Just to see, you know, I've always enjoyed, you know, we've we've had three children in our house, and we've been empty nesters here for a little while. Now we have a grandchild, and uh, uh, it's it's always fun with children to see the light bulb come on. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's just two, but mm-hmm. still, he has light bulbs coming on yeah. every day. It's fun, and that's that's what you like to see. Absolutely. What about you, Lorraine? I would have to agree. It, yeah. it, um, it brings me a lot of joy just to see him do the simple things and figure things out. Mm-hmm. And he loves his poppy. Mm-hmm. Poppy's awesome. his favorite. That's great. Last question. What is one thing that you are deeply grateful for right now? Just one thing that you're deeply grateful for right now. Start with you, Lorraine. I think I'm grateful for Brock. Like I said, we're empty nesters. It's down to just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thankful for our health because mm-hmm. as you get older, like we are, you start seeing how yeah. how important that is. Yeah, 100%. So I, I would just echo what Lorraine said. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for you. I, I, and uh, and you know, if you don't have good health, you don't have anything. Yeah. All the things, earthly things we talk about, if you don't have health, you don't have anything. And we're so fortunate to be where we are right now. Yeah, the health is something we tend to take for granted. Um, until it's not there. Until it's not there. You know, that's the thing is it's like when you're healthy, it's like you can think of a gazillion things that you want. And then like when you're not healthy, you're like, I don't care anymore about any of that stuff. I, you just want one thing. It's like if I could just be healthy. And it's usually not monetary or possession. That's exactly right. It's, it's that's exactly something right. greater. Yeah, 100%. Well, y'all are a great tag team. It's been a lot of fun being able to sit with y'all. I hope that we get to hang out again sometime in the future. And so I feel like I can learn a lot from y'all. It's been really enjoyable for me to be able to, to get to be in your presence. So thanks so much for, for coming on. Thanks for Thank having you, us here. And uh, for those of you who are tuning in, thanks so much for listening. If you've not done so, please check us out on different social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Also, we're on Spotify and iTunes. And if you've not already done so, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That helps people to find us more quickly and learn about the incredible people living right here in Paragold. So as always, thanks for listening. Until next time.